vegan. What's up, what's up, people? Welcome to another episode of I Am Negan, a TWD Universe podcast. And today we are discussing Fear of the Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 1. The end is the beginning. I think that's pretty cool. I like that, that little saying there. The end is the beginning. Yes, it is. Uh, I am your host, Adam Vale, and tonight I'm joined by Dana Abrocrombie. Hello, everyone. And Richard Bailey Jr. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So, again, thanks for all the support. Thanks for everybody listening and subscribing here on on YouTube, over at the Coalition, on iTunes, Spotify. Yes, we know there's some issue going on with the image on Spotify. For some reason, it's not showing the artwork. But it's still there. You see all the episodes are updated. And eventually, on the back end, what's going on is that Spotify just needs to refresh the image. And it's just having some issues. It's stuck. But on iTunes, you can see it. Everybody can see the image. It's a beautiful image done by Emilio Lopez, the, the famous comic artist and also a member of Throwdown. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. That's it. Just wanted to get out of the way. That has been great. Everyone's watching, viewing, engaging. It's fun. Cool. So now let's get into this episode. Season 6. This is it. Fear. I'm surprised it really made it this far. I have to admit, when I first started watching this series, I was like, okay, I get it. You know, it's a different take. But it's been a hit or miss. Every season has ups and downs. It's definitely a roller coaster. But I think it's enough. It's pulling in the ratings. It definitely has an interest. And then with the inclusion of Morgan and uh, Dwight who were from The Walking Dead proper, I think it really brought in some new life, especially when we saw Madison and Nick, two main characters from uh, Fear the Walking Dead, leave. Uh, a lot There was a lot of questions of where the show was going, but a lot of that gets answered right here, so let's jump into it. If you guys remember, I'm, I'm sure most of you already watched season the season 16 finale of, of season 5. You saw Morgan was the last member. He got shot. Virginia shot him, and he was the last member of the group still left in that zombie town that they had, and he was on the steps of the church. Got some walks coming, and looks like he's going to die, right? That's it. We all thought he was dead. Well, this he, this episode starts off with a bounty hunter. Right? I called him Cowboy. In my notes, I just wrote him down as a cowboy, because that's all. We don't know he's a bounty hunter until like a few seconds after. But we see him. He's at a campfire. He has a truck, and he's just sitting there having his meal or whatnot and a man comes running over he needs help says hey don't worry i'll help you sit down have some meal and some beer it was they have a little chitter chat and the dog approaches and the man's like oh it's like that dog's been following me this entire way and then all of a sudden the cowboy takes out this battle act and whoosh, one swoop that's it that head goes tumbling off and then he kneels down pets the dog this is my dog roscoe then after that, Roscoe goes, starts licking up the blood, the whole thing. Uh, a few seconds after that, and we're now get everybody jumping because this is the key part. He gets a call on his walkie-talkie. Turns out it's Virginia. She has a job for him. I don't know if she can go hunt down. If he can go hunt down, Morgan. Is he dead or alive? Don't know. Need to find out. Like, okay. Boom. What do you guys think of this opening? Of where really quick, I mean, we're introduced to not just a new character, but the fact that he's a bounty hunter and he's got a battle axe. That's a whole different take because this whole thing right here was giving me a very western vibe. And I'm, you know, six shooter. That whole I was not expecting a battle axe to be the weapon of choice for this guy. What did you think, uh, Dana? Um, I really thought that this the opening was was very catching. This is how you get somebody's attention right there. It was very straight to the point, and it was very bloody. And it also, with the head just basically being chopped off, that was like the great surprise factor, where it was like, oh, this guy means business, whomever he's looking for. You know, he's not for a friendly conversation. There was a moment when I honestly thought, because remember they had the conversation with the beans, and he was like, what's your secret recipe? Mm -hmm. And I honestly, for some strange reason, thought it was going to be like, oh, he he would add, add the the body parts in there and it's like some weird Sweeney Todd thing mm-hmm. but overall I thought it was just really great and it set the tone for the episode and it made me really, it hooked me right in 
and I loved it. And I didn't know at first what was going on, but with the connection with Virginia, I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And it kind of made you wonder who else could he be hunting? That is true. All right, Rich, what about you? Uh, I thought it was very well done. Uh, as for the reference about uh, feels like a Western, in my personal opinion, uh, this entire show has felt like a Western for a while because, I mean, you have the the other character, John Dory, who wasn't oh, in yeah. this episode. Yeah. I mean, that guy the is like a cowboy. Yeah, the gunslinger, yeah. the cop. And then even that yeah. like, that season finale with the, the music and a, with the whistle and it just when they were all preparing the town, getting ready for a battle, it definitely had that vibe. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, so, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I thought this was a great way to introduce a new character, and of course to tie it back to Morgan in Virginia. Uh, I didn't have any problem with it, but for someone who, if there was someone that was watching the show for the first time, this is a really awesome way to hook someone in right away, so that they can get invested as to see what's okay. What is this? Who is this character after? So on and so forth. And for those who know Morgan, you'll be wondering, well, how is Morgan going to Morgan going to be able to deal with this new obstacle? So, very, very, very well done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Morgan, that's a nice segue because the next scene is Morgan, and he's in a limo, and he wakes up to some banging on the window. It's a typical Walker banging on it. The text is he's there, but then I I'll bring up a question about this. So he starts banging on the glass. All of a sudden, gunshot pew, goes right through the window, kills this Walker. And you see through the, he's still laying down, but you could see right through the window, there's some horses and some men on horses going by. So he lets them pass. So clearly this is still people from the Pioneer, Virginia's group, and it looks like they're looking for him. They're looking for Morgan. So once they pass, he gets out. He's all banged up. Right, we see he's got the beard, he's grizzled, he sort of looks like he's aged, he's got the bags under his arm. I mean, he's a mess. He's definitely a mess. And uh, he still has that wound from when he got shot. That, that bullet's still there. It's it, The first thing that popped up in my head is how is he still alive? How do you uh, survive this long with an infection, with a bullet? And we, we get the answers in, in the upcoming scene, but at this point, uh, this is what's going on. To my, so once he gets out of the, the, the limo, he leans against it, just like already tired, and a walker comes up, just stares him down, and just walks away. And that was it. And that's when it triggered. I was like, oh, this is it. He smells like death. He looks like death. And in my mind, I'm saying, man, he must smell horrible. Yeah, you know what? He really does. Because the walker can smell the decay. They smell the infection. He's no longer pure meat. Something's wrong with him. He's tainted. And that's why they're not going to attack him. So what did you guys think of this? This was a key scene right here. Because now this gives a different view and a different perspective on a way to survive here. Because for the longest time throughout the franchise, we knew there was multiple ways to provide, I mean, to survive, to walk through walkers. The key one that we saw in the main Walking Dead is put the guts, right? Put zombie guts on yourself and then you can walk through. But here it is. This guy's infected, meaning infection from a wound. And that's enough to deter from a, a zombie attack. So what did you guys think of this scene with Morgan? Rich? Uh, I know at the end of the last season, there was a lot of people that was very angry. They were very worried that Morgan was not going to survive uh, what happened to him. Uh, So I thought this was a great way to introduce the character and show, yes, the character has been through a lot of hell, uh, but also a good explanation as to why he wasn't, you know, immediately attacked by the walkers. Because, yes, they smell the gangrene, obviously, he's infected. So to him... They think they, they when they smell them, they think this is just like another walker. It's not a human person. So I thought that was a very good way to explain that. Uh, when we get into the conversation later about him explaining what happened, I also think that that was well done because now there is going to be some mystery as to who really saved him when all that stuff happened at, at the end of the finale. And I'm pretty sure they're going to answer that question as we get deeper into the season. Mm-hmm. Dana? Yeah. Um, yeah, this part was uh, rather good also. Uh, the whole situation with the gangrene part uh, slightly confused me at first because I didn't know that he had the gangrene. So I was like, oh, well, he just woke up to only be killed. Um, but what I love the fact is when they opened the scene with his eyes, I'm like, oh, maybe he turned. Because remember, his eyes are mm-hmm. blown yeah. right. So I was like, oh, he turned. And I was slightly confused. I'm like, is this going to be like an episode of him just being a, a walker? That would have been interesting, too. But no. Um, so I really loved. Again, this was a, one of those episodes that was just, it grabbed your attention. And the whole thing with Morgan, you're like, what is going on? 
and the fact that because he exited the car and they're right there at there. I'm like, oh gosh. So I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a cool scene. It's just preparing us for what comes next. And this part, all it's sort of, uh, I chuckled. I chuckled at this, and maybe I wasn't supposed to, but it's when you see him get to a water tower, and we already know he has one arm. But he's climbing this water tower. And what is he doing climbing this water tower? And yet we find out this is like his hideout. This is where he has his supplies and stuff. And I guess it makes sense to have high ground. But then again, you only have one arm. And even during that first time going up, you see he almost slipped and he almost fell. So uh, I was like, you couldn't find anywhere else besides this water tower? Because from a distance, you can anybody who's looking up. And if these guys are on horseback looking for, and they have binoculars, because we know they have binoculars that we saw from last season, they, they would be able to see him going up and down or just taking a look i mean it's not like there's a lot of activity going on in the area so you would clearly just from the corner of your eyes see something moving up and down so what's that over there oh buddy climbing up but whatever he gets up there nice little hideout reminds me of dana maybe you'll remember this also being from new york there was a movie called rooftops it was about like uh kids that lived on the roof and they would dance break dance and tag do graffiti but almost all of them that lived in water towers and when there was one kid who had this really nice canopy set up it was weird it was a movie called I've rooftop never heard never that heard movie. people listen go look at <laughs> rooftops i remember but that. See, the, that scene again it created the tension because he was creating noise it would be rather easy because he has the gunshot wound and he does he has that awful smell he could have easily just stayed on the ground because nobody was going to come for him. That, and this is another that's water. my point. That's my point. That's why I'm but saying. But again, you want that tension thing of like, oh my gosh, he's falling. What's going to go, you know, what's happening? So I guess what they were trying to go for how, that. How funny, how crazy would that have been, in fact, if he fell and died and then they just jumped to a different character. And I was like, hey, that's how it happened. There you go. And it's like, he just, this is how we went out. You know, that would have been a big surprise and a big talking point. But whatever. He gets into the water tower. You see he's got all his goodies there. Then you see that he has a bunch of supplies. He, this is how he's been surviving. He has found medication. A bunch of antibiotics and other things. And he's still putting together the packages. If you guys remember, that was his job. That w- that he joined up along with the, the rest of the crew that were doing the deliveries. That was a big part of last season. Just instead of leaving and going to Alexandria, which was the original plan, they were like, nah, we're just going to continue this life. Putting together packages. Of course, they came across the crazy woman. And that was the whole thing. That was an awesome season. That whole part with the crazy lady was awesome. But anyway... You see, because he writes the coordinates. Okay. So he grabs his bag, picks up what he needs to, uh, needs to bring with him, and he heads off into pretty much a, an abandoned town. Once he gets to this abandoned town, of course, there's walkers there, and he's having a lot of trouble. It's amazing that he's even bothering to move around. He's really struggling. Sees a police car, goes over to it, finds a, car, uh, a gun, no ammo, whatever. He fights with a walker. When he goes to see another one, he just collapses on the ground. The walker walks over like he's going to eat him or bite him or whatever. Decides not to, obviously, because of what's going on with his sickness. But at this point, he does get attacked the, the walker, and it's this is where we get introduced to the stranger. There's a, a, a man there, and he's fighting some of the walkers. And he walks over to Morgan, and then he picks him up. And then we get a cutscene. Next scene, they, they're in a storefront that's there. And then he's trying to do, start some small talk, the, the stranger, trying to find out what's going on, who are you. And Morgan doesn't even want to get involved. Hey, don't even bother with me. Just move on. Leave me leave me alone. It's like, no, no, no. I need help. And he tells him his story that he has a wife that's eight months pregnant and he's trying to get supplies and he needs all the help he can get. And they're going in this whole back and forth thing. And it's, it's watch it. You'll understand a little more into it. Just But to get to the main point of this scene is that there's some walkers banging on the, the glass obviously because if it's not for morgan because morgan stinks and that's the other thing that the guy detects is like hey you've been shot i served two tours in afghanistan i can take this out i know what's going on here you got a bullet like, no don't even deal with me you got the, the the walkers banging on the glass this obviously for this character and he tells him his name is isaac <laughs> morgan doesn't even want to know his name he's like ah, i want to know just bounce leave me alone but whatever got the walkers still banging and then we hear a growl what's the growl it's roscoe it's the, the cowboy. It's the bounty hunter's dog. So he's outside. And then he starts calling him out. This is where more tension comes in. I think, Danny, you had talked about it. There was a lot of tension in this uh, this episode. And it, this is the part where he's like, hey, let's just go. Leave it alone. This is my issue. He's like, no, no, I'm going to do a talk to him. I don't know about you guys, but once Isaac steps outside, I just pictured a battle axe just swinging across his head. I'm like, this, this guy is dead. It's over. 
There's no, because it doesn't seem like the bounty hunter cares about anybody. He just wants to just get his job done and move on. So this one part, before I go further, what did you think about how the, they introduced this new character, the, the character's quick backstory of him being in the military and, and serving two tours and also being sort of a field medic. I, think he, I don't know if he said field medic, but he definitely said he knew how to, to remove a bullet. So what did you think about all this, uh, Dana? Well, um, for a very brief second, I honestly thought the guy was Ernie Houston, Ernie Hudson. Remember from from the Ghostbusters series? But this guy's white. Oh, Isaac. No, sorry, I'm confusing characters. Okay, so for the the guy. Okay, so that whole scene with the tension, and you know, I did think that he was gonna just start killing first, and you know, kind of just talk to the dead body later. Because the whole situation, what we did see him previously was, you know, he kind of just cut the guy's head off just very indiscriminately, like it was just nothing. And the dog just kind of looked at it. So I did think he was going to die as well. Um, When he kept questioning him and when the dog kept scraping at the door, that's when I was like, oh, gosh, he's in trouble, especially Morgan, because I don't know how well he was able to climb up that thing, but I didn't know how fast he was going to be able to run or if he was going to make any noise. But that whole scene, again, they built up more of that tension. You didn't know what was going on. And with the new character introduced, it was it was refreshing. But at the same time, because he was a new character, I just thought they was going to get rid of him rather quickly. And I know, Rich, before I go any further, there's one key part, and I know Rich is probably saying, oh, you almost forgot it. It's because, Danny, you just reminded me, that first kill, what did he take from him? A key. He took mm-hmm. a key off of that character, and now is the reason why. Like he said, he's a bounty hunter. There was something going on with this key. We will find out later on, but that was a big part, and that explains that kill. Now we know this kill is for Virginia, and then there's this guy there. So, Rich, what did you think of this whole part right here, introducing the new character? Uh, I mean, well, the whole point of one of the main themes of The Walking Dead, it's about whenever characters come into contact with other characters and you have to question whether or not you can trust them because the world is upside down. So everyone now has to be questioned as to what their true motives are. So when he when he questioned Isaac, I mean, I, I, I didn't think he was going to kill Isaac at that moment because obviously he knows he was looking for Morgan. So he figures he will cooperate with this guy and ask this guy if he knows something, you know, because this is something that always happens in these movies and TV shows where the person will give the other person the benefit of the doubt to to give them an opportunity to tell the truth. And of course, when the person doesn't, that's when they get uh, more aggressive with their actions. So I didn't think he was going to kill Isaac at that moment, but he just wanted to give him a moment to tell him the information he needs to know. And if he doesn't, then he have to take some action. Yeah, it was funny. He took out a little sketch drawing. He was like, have you seen this man? It very much felt like a Western, as if that was like a wanted yeah. poster. Like, hey, you seen him? <laughs> I'm looking for this man. You know, you tell me if you've seen him. He's like, no, I'm, I'm here by myself. I haven't seen him. Then why my dog smells something? You know, he gets into that grizzled voice. You know, he was definitely selling the part. And uh, he's like, I don't, know, I don't know what's with your dog. So, says, well, we're going to go inside. So they go inside. Once they go in, he takes a good look around. And the first thing the dog does is run over to the dirty blanket. He's like, well, then how did you get this? And he, this is where Isaac explains, well, oh, yeah, there was like a fight outside. And I think the guy was there and, and I picked up the blanket. But he, he's probably off, gone now. You know, again, that sent right there. I, I was like, he's going to just chop his head off. You just got busted for lying. But the bounty hunter quickly turns around with his battle axe and just whoop, hacks at a closet. Which makes sense, you would think. Right? The person's in a closet. That's usually where people hide, under a bed or a closet. Nope, he's not in there. And at this point, Dana, there's something you picked up on that I didn't really notice. Is that when he was still going back and forth talking with uh, Isaac, just trying to figure out, you said you didn't know this man. That he knocks up, he knocks on the glass of the back of the store. And I, that was to lure the walkers well, yeah. over. Because here's the thing, they had the conversation. Remember when there's the, that sweater thing that they that he picks up? Yeah, yeah. Just randomly just thrown yeah, there. Yeah, that, yeah, that, was, uh, that smelled like uh, Morgan. That's what the dog smelled Morgan, remember the dog comes over and he's like, well, if he's here, because that's the dog. And he gets, he says that, oh, he, got, he was fighting with the guy. And he, the guy was like, oh, well, you must have killed him then. And then he goes, after he swings the axe, 
in the closet thing or the bureau or whatever it's called he walks over to the window to tap on the glass to get the attention of the walkers like oh well if you really did kill him then he must have turned and he's right out there and obviously he's not fair which is interesting because then he just says oh well you know what I, i'll take your word for it then he doesn't he doesn't even go out to explore because i mean he could clearly see i think it was like three of them it's like oh, that, that's not morgan but whatever he leaves at this point and we'll get into the, the key part because I know Rich has... So, <laughs> like, let me just leave and then be like, surprise! Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of issues with this next scene. The next scene really... Uh, it, it, even more so after you guys really explained it because I, I brushed over one part. Is that uh, once Isaac walks out into the alleyway, he takes care of the walkers that are there, but then he clearly sees that Morgan's on the ground, you know, and he's still sick and hurt. So then the next scene after that, they're in the water tower. Why go back up to the water tower? I get it. You have your supplies. You could have just told Isaac if you trust him at this point. Hey, go up there. There's some more stuff if you need it for your wife and the new kid. The whole thing. Grab what you need. No, they're both up there and they're having this conversation. And then that's when more the Isaac says the name. He's like, "Oh, you know me. How do you know me? What's going on here?" But he doesn't go into details. And all of a sudden, you hear like this. You see them shift, and the whole tower comes down. The bounty hunter pulled down the tower. Uh, how did this? This all right? The fact that Morgan is injured, and then he brings uh, this stranger. Yeah, he's helping him, but says, "Come on, let's both go up into this tower together." That didn't fit well with me. That scene, I get where they were going with because it was a cool effect of seeing the tower fall down, and and especially how they tumbled out from it. But still, it, it just it, logically, if we were in that situation. Would you do that? If you're that banged up, wouldn't you just tell the guy, listen, I, I could barely climb this thing. Go up there, grab what you need, and come back down. What do you think, Rich? What, what did you think about this, this scene right here of sharing supplies and, and going both up to the water tower? Uh, first and foremost, let me make one quick comment. He did tell Morgan that he, he knew him because of when they shot those videos, he found when they were talking about the they video. were helping people. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. he saw him. So that's, that's how he knew Morgan. Uh, as for what happened with this whole sequence, um, yes, it probably could have done it an easier way by just telling Isaac to go up and get the supplies, but then Morgan would be left exposed where I think he w- it would be far easier for the bounty hunter to see him. And the whole thing about the bounty hunter finding them, I think that is believable because, again, Morgan has the stench of the gangrel on him. So with the dog... The dog can sniff that stuff out. So I think even if they were did manage to escape, I do think it is believable that they would find them because they they have this they have his scent. So I, I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, they must have seen them, as you mentioned before we started recording. They had to have seen them go up there. So then that was how he was able to mm-hmm. try and pull pull it down afterwards because he he had to have seen them. But of course, as a viewer. They didn't show you that because they want you to have the surprise element of mm-hmm. the building. Yeah, there's a nice faraway yeah. shot of watching. So it's not like just from his perspective, like, oh, we're inside. No, you, it's a nice faraway shot. You see the whole thing just tip over. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It was pretty cool. So they go tumbling out, and uh, the the hunter is walking closer toward him now because it's made such a loud noise. It's a bunch of walkers that gather around. And the bounty hunter just swinging his, his battle axe around, chopping him up left and right. Morgan sees that the gun that he handed over to Isaac is next to him. So he picks it up, points it at him. They have a little back and forth. He doesn't think he's going to pull the trigger. Morgan, the Isaac says, shoot him, sure enough. Now, this is a key part, and I think this is sort of a nod to the, the viewers that have been watching for a long time. Because we've seen a huge transition of Morgan from crazy to, next you know, very calm, collective, doing the right thing, trying not to kill anybody, which is why he used the staff. And he would just beat people up, didn't want to kill them, especially if they weren't walkers. He had this this code that he's trying to follow. But then he snapped at, again and he started killing. And here it is. Which version are we seeing in this season? He just started and we're seeing that he's ready to fight. So he says, once I say shoot him, he shoots him, shoots him in the left shoulder. The bounty hunter goes down. This gives time for Isaac to pick up Morgan. He's like, come on, let's go. Now, this is the part everybody here in the panel and whoever's listening, you, maybe you could jump in, in the notes because we kept trying to follow this. We watched it over again. Still trying to figure it out. They go running to a truck. I say 
and I think that they were running to the bounty hunter's truck because the keys were already in the ignition. And they turn it and they go driving off. That's what I thought. But then I think uh, it was uh, Dana, you said that you think that Isaac had his own truck, right? And that maybe this was his truck. So we're just still trying to figure out whose truck. And I'll tell, uh, we'll get to why in a moment, why this is a big deal. Because once we, it's a quick scene, once we get to where they're going, because Isaac's driving, I guess was they run out of gas. Do you guys know why they got out of the vehicle, Dana? Um, they it didn't really it didn't really say that. They, I just remember it. They just got out of the vehicle. Yeah, that's the thing. They just get out of the vehicle, and I guess because maybe the, there was a ditch. I think that was the thing because he was like, "Oh, this used to be a stream, and it dried up." So maybe they felt it couldn't go down that far. I don't know. It was very weird. But anyway, they get out. That's when they have a deeper conversation where we find out that Isaac was formerly a member of the Rangers, part of the Pioneer Group for Virginia. That's also how he knows so much about Morgan and Morgan's crew. And then uh, during their little trips out there, he would see those packages and he found the packages with medications and things. And that's when he realized there are good people out there. And it's not all about Virginia and, and living her way. So him and his wife decide to just take it off and take off and start their own life and, and venture out and try to find him to, to, to work with him and others. They don't they don't know fully what's going on, but that's what's happening. So now on the other side of this uh, ravine is another little hidden area. And that's where they have like this uh, house, this hut area where his wife, Rachel, is there. And you can hear her. She's, she's screaming. But quickly, the camera pans up to the an upper hillside area. And this is why I bring it with the truck. We see the bounty hunter just standing there. There's no horse. There's no truck. But yet he's there. They were in a vehicle. How the hell did he get there that fast? Don't tell me it was a dog following a scent of, from a truck. And he went running. He got shot. So it's not... It, the, the, I'm lost. I'm lost. Rich, do you have any answers for me for this part? Yeah. Uh, just a simple explanation of you, they, they want you as a viewer to know that, yes, the, the, the group is not safe yet. So we have to make sure that this uh, guy is still a threat. He's still there. And, of course, now that the, the bounty hunter is shot at this point, it, it is believable that he's still going to be coming after them. Of course, you, we can question how they got to that conclusion. But obviously, I mean, I don't really know how they got to the conclusion. I just know. It's it, just like in, in any type of uh, a movie, whether it's a, a horror flick or whatever, if you attack the enemy, the enemy is going to keep coming after mm -hmm. you. This guy mm -hmm. isn't uh, yeah, Jason yeah. or Freddy. Well, Kruger, that's what I'm but, saying. Uh, it, it was sort of playing that. I was just trying to figure out how for for transportation, because clearly they were driving for some time. They had the truck. They were driving. for some time. So even if he was to get right back up after being shot, it's still going to take time. For him to hobble over to get into a car or to his horse or whatever. But we know for sure he had a truck from the opening scene. Yeah. Just how did he track them? Whatever. That's Well, that's well, a... well, well, we have to remember that when they stopped the car, they, they stopped the car and then they just started walking. So mm -hmm. wherever he was at, if he got to that point where he saw the car, he figured, okay, so they went in this direction because they're not in the car anymore. No. You see, now, see, now that would make sense. For the yeah. next scene, if it was when they go out at night, then we see him. But the fact that we still saw him in the day was as if he was just running Terminator style right after, <laughs> you know, and he caught up with them. It would make more sense for the following scene where it's nighttime and they're outside. Then we see he's off in the distance because like, like you said, then that makes sense that he was just tracking from maybe just the road looking for where the trucks, the, the tires, you know, a tracker. And then he finds a truck that they just parked on the side there and says, all right, so they must be down that way. That's all I'm saying. All right, but whatever. He gets in there. Morgan gets introduced to the wife. Wife seems to be cool with the whole thing. He's like, yeah, he's going to help us. Okay, there goes that. The next scene, now they're outside. They're just talking about life, future plans, things they want to do. And then that's when we see the, the hunter. Now he's come down from the, the, the hilltop area there. He sees both of them. Morgan's tired. He's beat up. He's like, you know what? I got this. I'm done. So he goes over to him and says, hey, I'm who you want. I get it. Leave these people alone. They're good people. Just leave them alone. Just take me. Let's make a deal. Guy says he's cool with it. Right? Says less, less blood or something to that effect. He says, all right. Morgan just lifts up. It's funny. He lifts up one hand because he still can't move his left arm because of the, the wound. So he lifts up one hand. See, I got nothing in here. And he gets on his knees. The guy walks over. And I think this was the big turning point. Because maybe if this was going to go a different way, 
then he could have been brought in. Because the first thing I'm thinking is, all right, he's going to pick him up. He's going to throw him in the truck. He's going to bring him to the camp. And we're going to hear that whole story, right, with the Virginian. No, he says, I'm going to make this quick. And you see he picks up his axe on his shoulder. It's like, oh, man, he plans on just killing him. He's you know, dead or alive. I would think most bounties, if we go traditional Western, you get more money if the person is alive. At least when I play Red Dead, I get more money when I bring my, my bounties alive as opposed to dead. But whatever. Once he does that, it's like, oh, man, th th we know it's not going to happen. He's not going to kill him. So then we see uh, um, Isaac run over. He hits him. They get into a brawl. That gives Isaac, that gives Morgan enough time to pick up his his walking stick slash spear that he's been using. He whacks the bounty in the face. He goes down, and this is a key part of the conversation which I had missed, and I almost missed again because we could bring this up real quick, Rich. There was I almost cut out a key part. I almost forgot a key part. And it's funny, even before when we were talking about this, was that when they were walking toward the house, this is when the Isaac was going to go get some more supplies. But Morgan started hobbling, and then he collapsed, and there was a bunch of walkers around him. And one of the walkers tried to bite Morgan, which was weird because I'm like I thought he, with the gangrene stuff, whatever. Isaac takes a shot, shoots him, and then a whole brawl breaks out. They kill all the walkers. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I thought this was the point where we find out that Isaac uh, got scratched or bit, but this is not, right? You said this is not the point where it happened. No. Uh, well, see, if, you, if you're going to go back, I mean, you have to also address... Yeah, when they, as they were trying to get to the house, they had the whole situation where they had to go through a herd. And it very well could have happened at that point. Only thing we know is when they had the conversation, uh, Isaac tells him the second time he came back was when he got bit. So this could have happened prior to that moment. I, I mean, I don't really know for sure about that. But all, 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 all I'm saying is that, uh, yeah, uh, it happened Morgan, off camera. That's what he. That, I think that's the thing that bothers me because usually with this show, whenever key things happen like this, we see it. We see yeah. when it could have taken place, or like I remember walking there with Carl. Whole things like did it, did it happen? It was like, oh wow, it did happen. And that's why when when we get to the point where we were just talking about where he hits the bounty, Morgan hits the bounty in the face, he goes down. That's when Isaac tells him and shows him, it's like, hey, I got attacked. Yep. Time. I need help. Yeah. So it it definitely had to have had to have happened off camera because. It, it, it makes it makes the whole point why it was so urgent that Isaac needed to get Morgan back uh, and was willing because you got to remember when he met Morgan for the first time, he actually held up Morgan at gunpoint saying, I need you to come with me. Mm -hmm. So it was at that point, it was an urgent matter. So I'm assuming that this happened before uh, any of the, any they had their before they met and they started having their interactions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. And then at this point, while they're having this whole little discussion and revealing uh, Isaac's situation, the bounty hunter gets up, hits Isaac, goes after Morgan. They get into the brawl. Isaac, uh, Morgan stabs uh, the bounty. Once he stabs him, he's laying on the ground. Morgan stands up, grabs the battle axe, and then the bounty hunter is like, you couldn't finish me before. I know you got... And before he can even finish that... Morgan's not having any of it and just chops his head off. He just yep. ends him. And again, that's another little wake-up call for the viewers that have been following this a long time. Because even with the shot with the shoulder, that sort of upset me. Because it was like, all right, you're shooting him. But you, you're you a better shot than that. you know. And you know there's three bullets in the gun. Put this man down. End it. But he didn't. He wounded him. He purposely shot at his shoulder. And then just like, all right, let's go. Like, maybe he still wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's not going to go after him. Come on now. He's a bounty hunter. The man is crazy. He is going to come after him. So, yeah, and we know he's a bounty hunter. People are like, how do you know? He know because Morgan clearly must have heard when he said, hey, I with the picture, I'm looking for this man. So it's not like, hey, who who's inside? He's clearly looking for Morgan. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. He knows. So this happens. He collapses. Morgan collapses. The next scene, it's daylight. Morgan is bandaged up, and there's someone or something looking his face. It's Roscoe. Roscoe's the friendly dog. The bounty hunter dog's not so bad. He's not mauling him or anything. He's just licking his face like, hey, wake up, buddy. You're my new owner. You got some food? So uh, Morgan looks around. He sees there's a bowl. In the bowl, there's a bullet right, with some blood and stuff. So he can see the bandage. Oh, wow. And then right across from him is Rachel. Uh, uh, 
was it Rachel? Yep. Rachel, right? That's the, the white said, yep, Rachel. I'm looking at my notes. Rachel. And she's holding a baby. And he's like, oh, wow. He's like, oh, what, what happened? He's like, oh, Isaac took out the bullet. Figured you'd be okay with that while you're out. He's like, oh, oh the baby. A uh, boy, a girl. And she says, it's a girl. And we named her Morgan. Isaac's choice. Which is funny that she says that. Isaac's choice. Like, well, I wanted to pick a different name. But you know what? He wanted to go with your name. So whatever. And then that's when he's like, oh, where is Isaac? And then the next scene we cut, we see that he's dead. She buried him. She put the stones and he's just the way it is. That was kind of sad. That whole thing, scene right there was sad because it's not so much of just what happened and we get introduced to this character and with the, the baby and the child. But now she's going to be alone because we know this, she doesn't fit with this child in the storyline and the future path for Morgan. So he's going to have to just be like, hey, I got to go. We know it's going to happen. But what did you think of this whole scene here of how they were cleaning things up with the, the new character of Isaac, the kid, the baby? I mean, the, well, the baby, the mom, and the dog. What did you think, uh, Dana, this whole thing here? I thought it was very bittersweet. Um, it's basically, you know, life and death right there. We know that Isaac is dead, but the daughter was born. The one thing that I, I really wanted to know was, was he able to at least hold his child? before it happened. It was kind of sad in that way. Um, also, you know, the death was rather quick. I'm happy that they didn't let him kind of suffer. Don't know fully. I wish I would have well, known she, more. She must have had to put him down because he was going to turn unless he shot himself. I No, I think strongly that he shot himself. Because... No. No, no? Y'all seem to have forgotten that Morgan had to kill him because he killed the zombie. That That was Isaac. The the, the 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 walker that came after him at the end of the episode that was Isaac that the was one that Isaac? he killed yes because that didn't happen till after this though no because this is it's that scene didn't happen after that scene she goes back in the next scene is was when he walks over to the bounty and he sees that the bounty's head is now zombified he's growling and then he goes over to the body he finds the key that was the key from the first bounty. That the yeah. bounty hunter got. And then when he looks off in the distance, he sees another body. It was another walker coming toward him. And he had his spear in hand, ready to do his traditional stab. Yeah. But then he sees the battle axe. So he chucks his weapons, like, I'm going to use his battle axe. Picks it up, one swing, boom, clean cut, head falls off. That wasn't Isaac. That was just some walker coming down the road. No, no, I don't think, I don't think y'all saw the... Uh... The same clothes that that Walker had on was the same outfit that Isaac had on. Because this was the next day when he did this. It didn't happen the same night. That happened during the daytime. So I, what I interpreted is that that was Isaac, uh, and he had, to, he had to take him out. So that made it a lot more tragic. But in my opinion, this is the formula of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And mm -hmm. even though I know that you both said it was a bittersweet, sad thing, I think it was perfectly fell in line with the overall theme of this season because you know Virginia is talking about everything that she does is for the future. That baby is a part of the future now, even though it's not necessarily connected to that situation. That baby is representation of the future. So that's why I thought, yeah, that, that's excellent. That's a great way to continue the theme because, you know, Virginia does not want Morgan to get back to the group. Because Morgan is a huge part of their past. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want him to impact their future. So this is why, you well, know. that's why she's hunting him. And that's why also from the end of season five, she didn't want to bring him along. He was like, yeah. All right, where am I going? It's like, you're going to the grave, buddy. Because you can't have a leader with the group. Because people will still recognize you as the leader. She's the exactly. leader. She's, she's the alpha here. So the, the next scene after that is now just to cut what you were talking about. With Virginia, we see a convoy going down the road. Clearly, the bounty hunter must have called in advance saying, hey, this is where these people are. Unless Morgan did it, but I doubt it. I have a feeling the bounty hunter did That was probably the last call he made saying, hey, this is where you're going. Because as they're driving up, they see all the bodies. There's a box in the road. Very uh, reminiscent of the movie Seven. She gets out. She walks over. And, and the box has a writing on the top. And Morgan Jones, she puts a smile on her face. She opens up. The box, you hear the growling, then you see her frown. Clearly, it's not Morgan's head, it's the bounty hunter's head. 
She looks pissed off, but then again starts laughing. She gets a kick out of it because she's like, all right, well, this is it. She grabs a walkie-talkie. She doesn't know if he's listening, but she says, hey, if you're listening, you know, I thought I needed you dead. Clearly, I don't. I just need to tell your people that you're dead. And if you get involved in my way or something to that effect, then she's going to start killing them off. So then once she stops, she starts walking back to her convoy, and then he gets on. And he says, as you said, Rich, this was like the best line in uh, this episode. And he says, oh, Morgan Jones is dead. What you're dealing with now is completely different. Yeah, and then her face drops. So I think that's that's the key part. The fact that she sold it, she didn't laugh it off like, all right, whatever. I think now she she started sensing some some fear and some stress. Like, oh man, did this? Maybe he did snap, and we're seeing another version of him. And then the camera, then the next scene, they cut, and you see him wearing the bounty hunter's hat, and he's on a horse, and he has Roscoe the dog neck. And he's all dipped out. He's, you know, that's, uh, I don't know where he got this horse from. People are like, oh, you cut, missed something. I don't think I missed anything. I never saw a horse with the bounty hunter at any point. In fact, even when we were near the house, I didn't see Isaac with a horse. So maybe Isaac had a horse. I never saw a horse. Because it's not so much just a horse. The horse but, had a saddle. Rich? Yeah, so uh, let me just make uh, two quick comments. So um, perhaps y'all are right about uh, that zombie not being Isaac. I mean, I, I have no idea. So we'll have to see. Perhaps the viewers can uh, provide more information when they leave comments. But uh, just to go to what you're saying, I guess you can imply that uh, maybe uh, Morgan confronted those uh, the the hunters that was looking for him Earlier at the beginning yeah, of yeah. the episode yeah, yeah. Found them and, and took one of the horses. Took one of the horses. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, I guess that's the only only thing that we can assume. Because I was thinking, I was like, after the fact, I was like, oh, they could have easily had that written in where maybe once they get to the base where, where Rachel was, that there was a horse tied up somewhere. You know, like, this is Isaac's horse. This is what he was using to get around. But they didn't have it at all. Regardless, the whole thing was that I saw a horse and he has, he's on a horse with a saddle. It's all prepared out of it. So where do you get this? But it doesn't matter now. At this point, he's all dipped out in his Western gear. Looks solid. Everything looks cool. He's got his dog. And now he, he puts the walkie away and he goes off in the sunset. This is it. We've now seen the introduction of Walking Dead Western. All full-blown. Before we had some of it, now we have all of it because he is the lone gunslinger and he's going to have to go against this whole army that Virginia has, this pioneer group, to try to get his group. You know, I'm sure we're going to get some episodes where we jump back into the group, but I think, I have a feeling this whole season is going to be about him. And, and I started seeing some comments online already, people were that also saw this episode early, that you can see yourself on AMC uh, Premium, is that they would say, well, this reminds me of the whole Mandalorian. People are like, oh, this is like the Mandalorian. Isn't this the same thing? It's like he's out there and he's doing his own thing and it's that Western vibe. And I was like, yeah, I guess you could see that. You could see that. But I have a feeling this is where they were going. Once they went into Mexico during that time, they were going to try to get into Rich? Yeah, I just want to make a comment and say I don't believe this whole season is every episode is about Morgan. I think it's going to be the individual characters that are in groups having their own episodes because I did see an article that when they was talking about there were screeners for the first three episodes and the next couple of episodes is about groups of the characters mm -hmm. so eventually it'll come back to getting Morgan involved and that's the formula they always have mm -hmm. for these shows where they'll focus well, on one episode, uh, a few characters that are isolated from others and then they'll come back to that group later. And this is a formula they could have used for World Beyond with yes. Felix. They could have done this exact episode type with Felix's backstory, which is very complicated. We talked about it. He needed his own episode. They could have done this right here. Just give him his own episode. Absolutely. You know. But I guess they decided, no, they want to. Uh, I mean, th th this is a limited series for only two seasons. So I guess they're going to try to cram in as much as possible. World Beyond. Not every this, episode. Not fear. World Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. World Beyond. Yeah. 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 I think fear is going to go on at least 20, 30 seasons. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, it seems to you know, it seems to be all right. We we never really hear too much, even with all the turnover and cast. Dana, what did you think of this whole ending scene here? Um, it was very good. I again, that cowboy feeling vibe where he felt like he was the Lone Ranger out to do justice, and like he was coming for her. So I really, I really like that kind of feeling as well. I don't feel Mandalorian at all but i just got like you know i'm the man on his horse doing cowboy stuff 
but overall, very good episode. Great tension. The fact that Morgan could have died like 18,000 different ways, but he didn't. It showed how much of a true survivor he was. And also, there were moments where he was just like, please, just leave me alone. Let me die. Yeah, yeah. And he just didn't. Isaac saved him several times. This, um, this is always the case for the Morgan the character. I mean, the first time we introduced him in Walking Dead proper was with Rick. And it's that whole story of his son passing. And he was just bunkered in and went crazy. Remember? It was like, oh, just leave me alone. Let me go. And eventually he comes out of it. And then he snaps again. And then he comes across this guy who teaches him how to use the staff. And uh, that changes his life and gives him new purpose. And then he snaps again. It's like an up and down. I mean, he's had an amazing life so far. And then leaving from Georgia, going all the way into California, into Mexico territory to join up with the Fear Crew. It's just definitely an interesting journey, this character. Yeah, he's just one of those that just seems to defy death and logic sometimes. Rich? Yeah, I will say, yes, Morgan has definitely gone through a lot. Uh, from from the original Walking Dead series to now, but I mean, as a fan of Morgan and a fan of the show, I definitely am looking forward to seeing him finally, finally when he finds Grace, because we know all of last season that would they were throwing hints that that was his love interest, that was someone. She's pregnant. Everybody, she is pregnant, mm-hmm. uh, although you know I don't know who the father is yeah, because I don't, I don't think they they got they, down and dirty. I don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they 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 didn't, but they but they were both people who they were concerned about others instead of themselves, which is why I'm glad they brought those characters together, even in the final moments of the season finale last year, um, where they at least admitted that they felt something for each other, mm-hmm. but the timing was bad. So I, I know that's one thing people are going to be looking forward to, in addition to seeing how Morgan gets the group back together, and then, of course, obviously, to take down Virginia as well. So it's going to be a lot of reasons why people will want to watch this show. Yeah, this they're season. all split up. We know that uh, John and June, they had just got married in the season finale of Five, and then they were split up. So just to see how that, that pans out. And that's always been the, the style of Fear. They've always shown, like, different groups. You saw that earlier in that scene with the, the, was it the hurricane that they went through, right? There was one group on one side, then you had... Uh, Victor and John stuck on an island with an alligator around and they were separated from the group. And it's like, all right, how are they all going to come together? How are they going to pull this off? And uh, here we go again, because we don't know. We know that they've been split up, the group, but we don't know how far the Pioneer groups expands out. Is it just a few blocks or is it like, oh, we have a compound, let's say, in this part of the state and one all the way on the other side of the state. We have another group and that's what we sent them. So, we don't yeah. know. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how this pans out. But regardless, I think this was a strong uh, beginning to this series for this season. I think this was it was a good one. I enjoyed it. I liked it. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Probably more so than World Beyond. But, you know, we're going to give that the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> you know? So, thanks again, everybody, for listening to this uh, review, this recap of Season 6, Episode 1. Oh, man! Scratch the record. I almost finished without talking about the final scene. Oh, man. The final scene after this, which this could have been. That could have been it. That the, with, uh, with Virginia's face dropping and then seeing Morgan right off in the distance, that should have been it. But no, it wasn't. Because then we're thrown all the way back full circle to the opening scene where we saw the guy that was spray painting the end. Remember, we see him spray painting the end and there's a walker, but we never see this guy's face. Well, now the camera pans back to him. He writes the title of the episode. The end is the beginning. The walker approaches him. He kills the walker with his uh, spray can. Another man approaches. You can see that man has a similar keychain, right, Rich? Similar to what the first man that the bounty hunter had killed. They're waiting for that guy. They're like, he still hasn't shown up. It's like, yeah, they're concerned. The camera now starts panning out, panning out, panning out. It's, I'm like, how far are they going to go? And it's because what this man was riding on was a submarine. And it was like in, in dirt or sand. or it, It's definitely not on a beach. It was just the submarine. It was very awkward. And then the episode ended. Almost forgot about that part. Because it really should have just ended with Morgan walking off into the distance. They wanted to pull us full circle because that opening scene which I'm sure a lot of people forgot about, of just some guy spray painting the end, and you see a walker, and then poof, it cuts, and then we get into the bounty situation. 
But for it to go there, what do you think? I, I think this is going to be a whole other group. Friend or foe? I say friend. Morgan is going to meet up with them. That's going to be his crew that helps him fight against the Virginia's crew and the Pioneers. What about you guys? Dana? I'm way more interested in where the heck did the submarine come from? Yeah. And if if are they trying to get it back in the water? What's going to go on with that? So, um... I loved it. Again, this is one of those episodes that offered more questions than answers, but kept your attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rich? I, oh, yeah, keep going, Dana. Sorry. No, I was going to just say that I have no idea what's going on, and I look forward to knowing what is next. Rich, what did you think about that whole thing with this submarine? Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was uh, excellent directing because to start off the episode with that and then to come back to that at the very end this is you know this is how you put together a show in my opinion uh we'll see what uh those characters have to do with everything obviously the key and getting access to something is all important we do know that the bounty hunter was after the guy that had the key and successfully killed him so i would assume that these guys could also be enemies of uh virginia as well but uh we'll have to wait and see exactly what the plan is for those characters. Right, because it could be two things. It could be maybe they hired a bounty hunter to kill that guy because they needed the key, or maybe uh, we don't even know if Virginia hired the bounty hunter to kill that guy. Could have been another person. Well, 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 we do know because we, 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 we know that she was the one that reached out to him and asked him to, to, to take on this job. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think they had any association with each other prior to that conversation. And then who knows? Maybe that submarine is just their base. It's, it's just dried up there. Something happened where it ended up there. But that's just where they live. They live inside a submarine. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I don't, or that was a meeting ground. Because, I mean, even if he has a key to tech and activate the submarine, it's nowhere near water. That's not going, you know, that's not doing any good right now. But, uh, yep, there you go. Now we're done. That was it. I'm excited to see what we, what happens in the next episodes and just the future for the season. I'm looking forward to it. Fear the Walking Dead, it's back. It's good. All right? So that was our coverage, our recap. Thanks again for listening, watching, subscribing over on iTunes, on Spotify, or on YouTube. Just keeping up with it, because that's it. We're just going to keep talking about this, and if you're interested, then it's worth it for you, right? Why not? All right, everybody. Uh, again, I was Adam Vale. I was joined by Dana Abercrombie, and I was joined by Richard Bailey Jr. We are all from The Coalition. That's with a K, coalition.com. Check that site out. We cover games, reviews, all kinds of stuff. And uh, we will see you next week for Episode 3 of World Beyond and, of course, Episode 2 of Fear the Walking Dead. All right, everybody. Peace.